0: Well, 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 today we are doing something a little different on the podcast. So, today on the regular feed, we are releasing the first part of our four part series deep dive on Patreon on the cut article on Meghan Markle. So, Chandler and I were utterly riveted by this article. We thought it was the best of the year, and we had so much to say that we are doing a four part deep dive on this article on Patreon. So, We are releasing the first part for everyone to get a little taste of what we're doing on Patreon. And if you like what you hear, click on the link in our show notes to hear the final three parts. The third part is being released today on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, don't worry. We have a fresh episode for you as well today. And then we will also be releasing another Patreon episode this Friday. So if you like this episode, please do us a favor, support us on Patreon. You can access our 100 plus bonus episodes and really hear me and Chandler when we've let our hair down and we keep it very real, sometimes too real. All right. So just to reiterate, there's a new episode on Patreon today. So all our Patreonies don't feel gypped. You're getting two Patreon episodes this week. And the regular episode is the first part of our deep dive on the cut article on one Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Love y'all. Good morning Lauren of San Clemente. Oh I know Lauren of San Clemente. If only Chandler if only I could be Megan of Montecito. I know. We're just jumping right in because frankly we have so much to get into that we don't need to waste any time with our stupid you know banter. Let's get right into it. Let's get to the first class journalism we're about to provide the listeners. And you guys, I think that the most productive way to actually do this is to read from the book of the cut and actually do a reading. Okay, we're going to actually just Mm -hmm. read this article through and then provide our annotations and our commentary. Thank you. I don't know how many patron episodes of this are going to happen. Hopefully we can get it done in one or two, um, but no promises. So we promise to bring you varied episodes. Don't worry. This is not going to turn into a Meghan Markle month.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there
0: just might be some extra content around this article. So correct. Okay. Expectations are set. Um, Chandler, do you want to be our narrator? Yeah, I, I'm. I absolutely do not mind narrating. I think I'm really good at it. Um, I want to start off by saying I think that everyone should at least consult this article for the imagery alone. I think mm. the photos mm-hmm. of her are stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have many mixed thoughts on this article, but let's just mm-hmm. let's call a spade a spade. The photos are amazing. Um, also the writing's really good. Allison Davis is, you know, on her shit. I don't I I don't know that I would call the writing really good. I think I would call it like truly excellent. Like yeah. I think this is a literary masterpiece. I agree. Even the way she just remembers all these moments mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I must have early onset amnesia or something because I could never remember the subtleties of so many moments. So anyway, we're about to enter a fever dream of Megan and Harry in Montecito and just get ready to dive into this experience. Um, Wow. Okay. So um, without further ado. Yes. Let us begin. So the headline is Megan of Montecito. She's left the firm behind. Harry's found a polo team in Santa Barbara. The kids are doing great. Now she's ready for her next act. Why don't we switch off? How about that? That way, That's great. you know. Okay. Are you already tired of the sound of my voice? Um, No, not at all. I just, I feel like balance, you know, the virtue is the mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> the conditions are right for confession. It is a beautiful August day in Montecito in a beautiful sitting room in a beautiful home. Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor, a lively three-year-old with a shock of ginger curls identical to his father's toddles into the room demanding, mama, listen to his heartbeat with a wooden toy stethoscope. He stands tummy protruding while his mother, Megan, convincingly performs her glee at hearing the thump, 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 thump in his chest. Archie giggles and satisfied toddles right back out again. (sighs) I mean- stunning motherhood landscape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so what's the, what's the message here that Megan is a just delightful, warm mother who she does not have to actively watch her toddler because (laughs) there's, there's a nanny waiting in the wings. There's she can, you know, honestly, it's like, I don't want to give it all away, but, uh, but yeah, the work we're going to get there and there's going to be other moments where, you know, that is revealed more so. So let's cut to the next paragraph. But I also will say, I've always said that, um, that there's um our society when we left behind the lifestyle of governesses we might have left you know a diamond on the side of the road right i love the idea of children just dressed and groomed fresh ready for the day coming to have sweet moments with their mm-hmm. mothers in sitting rooms right and then you right. know toddling off, back out yeah toddling back out thereafter at any sign of of ire okay, right. okay. all right megan here we go oh, jump, you, oh you go back for to it. you no don't no, go for it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Megan, relaxing in a cozy chair, gazes over all that is climate-controlled and high-ceilinged and sun-dappled and perfectly marshmallowy and hers.
1: An invisible mm. hand
0: has lit a Soho house. Branded Rose Candle, the founder of Nick Jones, is a friend from a long time before I met Harry, she says. And that scent fills the air, mingling with the gentle tones of flamenco-inflected guitar floating from a speaker. Don't know, I really know what that means. Then, in the lull of conversation, Megan turns to me and leans forward to ask, in a conspiratorial hush, do you want to know a secret? Before we get to the secret, I just want to make a commentary on that first line. Megan relaxing in a cozy chair, gazes over all that is climate controlled and high-ceilinged and sun-dappled and perfectly marshmallowy and hers. Mm-hmm. So this is her life. She has now exited, right, the royal life living in other people's homes that are granted right. to her. And she is in her own dominion, her own, she's the master of her own universe here. Okay. Right. So let's not gloss over that groundbreaking reality. Exactly. Right. I also think it's just the first moment where the writer, I think, nods or, or it teases us that she's, she's noticing, you know, that there's some disconnect from reality here. What do you mean by disconnect from reality? Like I think this is the first nod to the writer a little bit poking at the fact that they live it a still a very luxurious life despite having like left the firm or whatever. Right, right. I think that um yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's something we can dive into further when we get to the uh when we get to the the lessons about the people between homes, but right. that's that, the, that we'll get to that that theme in a moment. Okay. okay. So, Megan silenced no more, silenced no more, (laughs) looks around, making sure nobody who would be is listening in. Then the top secret drop. I'm getting back on Instagram, she says, her eyes alight and devilish. This could have been a troll. Delivering a nothing with such gravitas feels as if Megan, who has been so trolled by the media, is serving it back just a little. But as I quickly realize, it is actually news, before this chapter in her life, before everything difficult that spun off from marrying the Duke of Sussex and along with him, the British monarchy, she was just Meghan Markle, a woman with a plum roll on a USA procedural and a moderately popular lifestyle blog, The Tig. As herself, she had amassed 3 million Instagram followers by sharing snippets of a basic life. I love this. I love the little bit of shade here. Yeah. Yep. Yoga. Food she liked. Hikes with friends. Her beagle. Guy. Guy. Fans watched as she attended events with her Suits castmates and charity galas, nights out at Soho House in London and Toronto. She ran that account for years before she met Harry, but on the heels of their engagement, control over her Instagram was just one of the things, along with the TIG, her passport, and the freedom to open her own mail, she gave up. She loved sharing her life with people, she says, but she loved Harry more. It was a big adjustment, a huge adjustment to to go from that kind of autonomy to a different life says Megan. Okay. Do you want to discuss, you know, um Megan's I, I this is a, I need to put this delicately. Let's just say Megan losing her her autonomy on this earth. Yeah, it's super delicate. Um you know, I think that this is something we already know about. I'd rather keep going and and get on to the other more like Interesting yeah. Okay. Personally, like we already know that you know she had to shut down her Instagram. The firm took over, you know, everything. She couldn't open her own mail. Those mm-hmm. are ter- those are terrible details about a different life, but uh, I've heard them before. I do think that it has echoes of Britney Spears, right? Where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There there isn't this ability to f- freely travel. There's isn't this ability, it seems like, to directly communicate on some level. If yeah. she can't even open her own mail. Like there is this hyper control that I think maybe we don't realize about the monarchy. And I think it's just important to put in context that the monarchy are people who are just basically like performing people, like they're clowns in cages that we all get to enjoy. Um and they're surrounded by the all-powerful with total freedom. So, right. And I guess the one thing I'll add is this idea that she did not grow up understanding that this would be her life. That she literally went from being a girl like me, you and me with a basic Instagram, you know, posting sprite vacation photos and thirst traps from Martha's Vineyard right. to slight you know, follower discrepancy but sure. Definitely a slight follower I mean especially between you and I, but um <laughs> <laughs> but she went from having full control over her, over her, like you know, adult life as an adult woman and cele- right. adult celebrity woman, uh, to then no control. Right. Okay. So, do you want to read this next paragraph? Yes. Okay. Megan was permitted to join Harry, Kate, and Will on a pre-existing account, Kensington Royal, one that she had no control over. Quote, there's literally a structure by which if you want to release a photo of your child as a member of the family, you have to first give them to the Royal Rota, the UK media pool, she explains. Usually the photos would be on a a media outlet before she could post them herself. And that didn't sit right with Meghan. She gained, given her strained relationship with the British tabloids. At one point, Harry's girl is almost straight out of Compton is how the Daily Mail introduced her to the British public. And especially since she would soon have a child of her very own to protect. Why would I give the very people that are calling my child the N-word a photo of my child before I can share it with the people that love my child? She asked, still ruffled. You tell me how that makes sense, and then I'll play that game. I mean, I have a—I listen. I know people really get a, irritated with my Meghan Markle defense work um, as her def, pro bono defense attorney, but I have the chills here. Like, I understand yeah. how wrong that would feel, like, to basically have to hand over – your vulnerability to your tormentors. Right. So, And this is my macro note for this entire article. There are times at which Megan has me. She holds me captive. I understand her plight and I'm right there with her. And then there are other times where she completely loses me. And it's this delicate push and pull that, you know, informs my current outlook on her. Yeah. Which I think is actually what makes it fun. Because Mm -hmm. I think that if it was just very obviously one way or the other, this would this would be a closed case. Right. But, you know, the jury's still out, baby. Okay. So true. In April 2019, one month before Archie was born, Megan and Harry launched their own Instagram handle, Sussex Royal, which reached 1 million followers within six hours. On their own account, they refused to play the exchange game. They broke their own news, posting photos that sometimes never even made it to the Royal rota. Shortly after they officially stepped back from their royal duties, they shut down Sussex Royal. They could no longer use royal in their branding. Later, in an interview with Fortune, Megan declared that she wasn't planning on getting back on social media. The constant bullying had been too much. So this divergence, in addition to being newsworthy, is a symbol of progress, proof that she and Harry have made it to the other side of all the drama that defined their past three years. Especially now with Archetypes coming out, she says, steering the conversation towards the reason she agreed to sit for an interview in the first place. Archetypes, the podcast Megan hosts, is the first much-anticipated offering to come from the pair of high-profile deals that the couple signed in 2020 with Netflix and Spotify. Each episode features her in conversation with famous friends discussing the ways women are unfairly labeled. An experience, Megan notes, she has been through herself and is finally ready to talk about. Progress, however, is a series of steps forward and leaps backward. Later, Megan would delay that she was no longer sure she would actually return to Instagram. Um, one note on the podcast. So I did. I know you're off Instagram Chandler, so you don't see any of my shenanigans, um, which is probably which is probably for the, for the best. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I so I posted that this podcast it sounded boring AF um, when it was first teased. OK. Uh-huh. Um the episode with her and Serena Williams talking about, you know, the negative stereotype of ambition yada yada yada. And I have some bad news for our our audience, especially our Kate heads. I really like this podcast. What? I actually hey. I so I didn't get through the interview with Serena Williams. I'm just not a tennis person, you know. Nail me to the cross like Vicki Gumbleson, it's not my vibe. But I The episode with her and Mariah Carey is so good. There's this moment where Megan, in her just kind of completely lacking self-awareness, you know, that is very characteristic of her, she says, I don't connect to the word diva at all. It's not something, it's not a theme or something that I connect to. And then Mariah Carey says, oh, come on, Megan, you give us diva moments. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. for all the reasons that you like the Mariah Carey episode, I could not stand like the first five minutes that I tried to get through of like, I think it was the teaser or maybe it was the Serena episode. I honestly, here it is. I'll say it. I texted this to you. I feel like her brand of feminism like makes me want to join the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> and that's that's not, for, for the record, that's not my joke. That's a Billy Eichner joke. But like it, that rings so true because sometimes the girl boss feminism is so contrived to me that I'm like I actually hate feminism I'd like to go back to you know being right in the kitchen pregnant yeah honestly women have one role let's just let's just as a society be honest about it accept it no um no I agree with you and I think for me the thing that I was initially really put off by is like Do we need an entire podcast about the fact that women are victims? Mm -hmm. Like, is that really, is that the narrative that is so important to spread? Like, I think that women like literally control the continuation of the human race. Like women literally get to tell men, yes or no, you can procreate or you can't procreate. We control the continuation of the human race. So the idea that we are not all powerful for me, it just seems silly. Well, and like, okay. You know, Let me when a man wants to control the continuation of the human race, Chandler. He goes what? to jail in our society. He goes to prison, and okay. I guess I just feel like women. I would prefer to to yes, we should have those tough conversations, but we also should focus on our power. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I don't want to deny that like that that feminism like is not a needed cause. Agree because it for is. Sure. And I don't want to like, I don't know that like all women see themselves as all powerful. That's not like a lot of women's realities, especially when you are, you know, a woman of color or, you know, you're in poverty. Like as a woman, you can, you're often like a second class citizen when you're in those like situations. So I just don't want to like deny that reality. Not that I'm saying you are, but let me just finish. Um, I wasn't trying to interrupt. (laughs) Okay, good. Great. Great. Glad to hear it. But all I'm saying is I agree with you. I think that it's like, I think we've just heard these like. We've heard these TED talks before. It's like they're amazing. We've heard it. I've heard it. I know it. I lived it. You know. I love it. Whatever the I'm a Mormon thing, Um, but I don't think that we need an entire podcast dedicated to it. And I think the the other thing is that Megan is not the person I want to listen to it from. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's like when the message is received, hang up the phone. Like we already know all of this. Like now let's, okay. But the message that women are all powerful, that's kind of a message that's on the low. So let's broadcast that. Let's talk about new messaging that allows women to step more into their power. And the power I speak to is actually the power of all women across all races, across the spectrum of all you know humanity, so regardless of even if those women can have children or not, so it's a whole right. whole episode I could do, but well, um, I can't wait so. for you to step into that role as uh you know as a uh, as the creator of this new podcast about women and stepping into their power. Well, I mean, just even think about it in ten more seconds. Like even a woman who can't have children, she still, when she is dating a man and they're in the process of dating, it's really an interview with her to him about whether she thinks he's fit for reproduction. And I think that is why men can be sent into these crazy rages because it's like a primal denial so women have much more power than they realize and they need to step into it this podcast of yours is going to cover a lot of ground incels female (laughs) power fertility can't wait it's for sure gonna get you canceled but let's go (laughs) okay 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 um, Sorry, that was my laundry timer Do you have something else going on you need I to get to? to? I have to go to the laundromat because I live a glamorous New York City life Oh my gosh, where do you live again? Okay Okay mm. Though she has been media trained and then royal media trained and sometimes converses like she has a tiny, tiny bachelor producer in her brain directing what she says, at one point in our conversation, instead of answering a question, she will suggest how I might transcribe the noises she's making. She's making these guttural sounds, and I can't quite articulate what it is she's feeling in that moment because she has no words for it. She's just moaning. What? Like, this is when we go fully off the fucking rails. In my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. This is where the rug is pulled beneath mm-hmm. all the defense attorneys and we are on new ground. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> At this stage, post-royal, there's no need for her to hold back. She's flinging open the proverbial doors to her life. As any millennial woman whose feminism was forged in the girl boss era would understand, she has taken a hardship and turned it into content. Which I love. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And that is... I mean- I think, the thesis of this entire article. I think that what this article is trying to say is um, if you really, when we're talking about creating content and capitalizing on personal trauma, Meghan Markle right now is actually taking a note from Miss Taylor Mm -hmm. Frankie Paul, okay? Um, There's... (laughs) There are themes here, you know, as above, so below, Chandler. Okay. So true. Things are happening on the same things are happening on all stratospheres. They're just presented differently. Okay. Exactly. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect. 2.5 Uh, sort of derailing really briefly um but uh, did you see so did you see any of what i posted uh, uh, uh well i kind of am on instagram what did you post uh, the, i found my review of that guy's airbnb airbnb and oh Napa. stop oh my yeah. gosh i just sent it to you it's so funny it's so funny i mean another reading this will be a two-minute detour uh do you see it <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm reading. Re- you want, you want to read it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The room was filthy and not the room showed in photographs. The room in the photographs on the listing is clean and minimal. The room we stayed in was filled with the host junk and an entirely different room. When I asked Kai about the discrepancy, he said the photos are from his old apartment, but that the bed was the same. The bathroom <laughs> was filthy and had the host's hair all over the sink, which we had to clean up. The shower had a buildup of residue and had not been cleaned. We found three spiders in the bed over the course of t- a two day stay. Well, Kai is a perfectly nice person and an overall interesting conversationalist. Total catch. Our overall <laughs> our overall stay was horrible because of the condition of his home. and was overall very messy and dirty and not what that was shown in photos. You said overall twice in that. I know um I, I wish I could have wow. reviews, how embarrassing that's so funny oh is that gosh. hilarious I mean I'm still like- kind of in I'm in on Kai to be honest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well that you know his type and I don't think either of us cut the muster. absolutely uh, cut, cut the, the mustard? mustard I don't know cut the muster. yeah we neither cut of us do <laughs> case in point okay back to Montecito mm-hmm Megan's journey from deal or no deal suitcase girl to princess had the makings of a fairy tale, or at the very least, a stellar romantic comedy. But it took almost no time to turn into an extraction plot from a mid-90s political thriller. The seemingly storybook wedding in 2018 was followed by a year of clandestine conversations with a 1,200-year-old institution dubbed The Firm, during which the couple asked for help in relieving Megan's declining mental health. When those talks went nowhere, there was even more clandestine conversations with a network of rich and powerful friends that led to an escape to Vancouver Island for a six-week holiday that turned into something far more permanent. It was from there that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan made a surprise announcement that they would be stepping back from their roles as senior members of the Royal family in an Instagram post so full of hidden context and meeting that M16 could use it for message decoding training. Okay. I mean, it's so good. I love the M16 reference. That's hilarious. <laughs> It's just, I, it just reminds me of like being in the pool in Anguilla with the CIA operator. And I'm like, wow, there really are like just all these like people doing all these shadow dealings to keep us mm-hmm. safe, to give our civilization safe. And like the same thing, like they're like, like the, the hidden messages, to this 1200 year old institution. I mean, right. that's, what's actually the best part of this article is that it's filled with hidden messages to the mm-hmm. institution. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Their accepted exit terms, or Megxit, to use the term the papers favored, even though Harry declared it misogynistic, stipulated that the couple would no longer make appearances on behalf of the queen, would no longer be permitted to use the HRH designation, and would make their own money, though Prince Charles provided some financial assistance for the first year. They were left sans public funding to bankroll their lives and the security that protected those lives, and the press had just leaked the location of the coastal home they were staying in. By March 2020 the pandemic was underway and there was talk of the Canadian US border closing. They could see men on boats watching them from the water. I mean, is this not something out of a complete thriller film? It is. It literally it's out of a James Bond movie or something. That is I think what's the most that's what that's one of the things that I found the most enthralling about this article is cuz from my perspective, they just were like on a vacation, staying in a rich mm-hmm. person hu- rich person's house and were like Fuck it. We don't want to go back to dreary England where we're controlled. Let's just like post up in LA. We're done with this shit. Like, it's not like I thought they were like fearing for their lives with men on the waters, you know, like approaching steadily. And like, we need to get out of here before the borders close. It's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, and, and who knows, but like, there's definitely some heightening of that drama here. And maybe that was really how they felt. Mm hmm. Though Megan had never met Tyler Perry in person, he had reached out when she and Harry got married to tell her that he was praying for her and that he understood what this meant, Megan recalls, referring to the symbolic weight of their wedding, and that he could only imagine what it was like. He also told Megan to call if she ever needed support or advice. It took her a long time to do so, she admits. But once she did, she found herself telling him every detail of their situation in Canada. Sometimes you can tell your life story to a stranger on a plane as opposed to some of the people you were closest to, she says. And in a plot twist I may never forget, Perry offered her one of his homes, a literal safe house in Beverly Hills, complete with security detail, and became, in many ways, the reason that Megan and Harry started their new life in Southern California. So, I'm not in t- exactly a Tyler Perry head. I don't know <laughs> all of his, you know, discography or f- film canon by heart. I know I nothing do think about it's Tyler crazy. Perry. Crazy. He like he Isn't he's just like movies, Adam like- Sandler adjacent. Kind of, but like he does, like like Medea's House. I'm pretty sure, like Tyler Perry. Yeah, he's he's an actor, but he creates a lot of like uh, like Medea's House movies or like Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Or have you seen those before? We heard of those. No, are they like are they are they like Randall Emmett adjacent? Adam Sandler adjacent? Like what level? I would say they're Adam Sandler adjacent. Like they're just like slapstick comedies. Anyways, okay. So it's kind of interesting that this like slapstick comedy movie producer actor is the person like literally coming to the rescue. And I think it's kind of hilarious and maybe kind of amazing that like this celebrity literally saved the day. Absolutely. It's just such a ironic twist of fate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is what's good about the way that our culture Has bended towards equality Because Chandler in a in a time Of yore this would never Have been possible because only the Royals mm-hmm. and the aristocracy Had power right, right. So right. anyway So um, okay. okay But she already covered all this in the Interview for Oprah she reminds me with a firm Smile and the wave of her hand that signals It's time for me to move on in March 2021 a year after they'd left for America wait Meghan hold on and Harry, what I have to interrupt you. I'm not going to edit this out, but I have to say important distinction is distinction with a wave of her hand that signals it is time to move on. Not a time for her to move on, but a time to for, for them to move on from that topic in this conversation. So I think that's, yeah, that's an what important I, yeah. distinction. Totally. Yeah. That's what, that's what I meant. That's what I said. But yeah, like, okay. Um, okay. But moving. But moving on. Thank you. In March 2021, a year after they'd left for America, Meghan and Harry put rumors about Megxit to rest. They took part in an interview special with their neighbor and collaborator Oprah Winfrey that attracted 17 million viewers. Over the okay, one thing like the subtle shade about their neighbor and collaborator Oprah. You know why? why is that shade? I just feel like it's a little bit of like context setting, where it's like she literally they live next to Oprah. Like they're, I think I just you think feel it's like, like April, shade to the royal family. Not shade to the royal family. I just think it's, I think April is taking every opportunity to remind us that they are living this, they're not living this like, you know, fractured life in Montecito. Like they're literally like right. living a gorgeous life, you know? Mm, um, gotcha. And okay, and, yeah. and that while they were in this peril, it's not like they were living, you know, in someone's two bedroom apartment hiding from, right. this, you know, the press. And maybe right, that's not right. her intention, but that's, I think that's, there's a little bit of that going on. So yeah, I like it. Okay. I agree. Oh, I agree, course- but I wouldn't have read into that. So I appreciate that, that layer of interpretation. Thank you. Over the course of the 85-minute special, she dropped bombshells, baby, about Charles not taking Harry's phone calls, about palace conversations where a still unnamed someone kvetched. I don't know what that means. Or I don't know if it's right. like, I think it's like uh, complained or say. like bitched. Okay. Someone kvetched over how dark Archie's skin would be. She clarified that it was Kate Middleton who made her cry over flower girl dresses, not vice versa. As the tabloids had previously reported, bombshells in the firm, leaks and relocations, racism against babies. This was definitely not a fairy tale, but revealing all of it was their way of setting fire to a narrative they didn't control and letting a new one emerge. My first glimpse of Megan in this new chapter is her crouched in the entryway, arms wrapped around her black lab, Pula, Swatsana for Rain and Good Fortune, and a tribute to an early date during the couple's whirlwind romance in 2016. Okay, brief interjection. I would say that it's just the... um, the way that Mary and the scaffolding of Mary and Hagen's life is like built on hundreds of layers of Wait, hermeneutical. You said, you said Mary and Hagen. <laughs> what? Uh, the <laughs> like, Who the fuck are they? <laughs> the scaffolding of Harry and Megan's life is built on like thousands of layers deep of hermeneutical interpretations that are like mm-hmm. that about the depth of their relationship that is where like we leave the realm of reality to enter this like fever dream of their love that is just it is just it, again it's a little cloying like even this, after glowing as i am it's a little mucho it it is this is why i texted you <laughs> what what did i text you let's actually let's confer let's refer back to our original text messages when we said let's, let's talk the about receipts. this article this is what i said to you okay i said We text a lot. It's actually kind of annoying. Many, many messages. This was literally only from two days ago. Um, I could not agree more because as I started to read this, I I couldn't even get through it without literally almost losing my sight. I was eye rolling so hard. (laughs) It's, yeah, it is just hilarious. It's just absolutely hilarious. I would say we're not even to the best parts, but exactly what you're saying, where every single thing is literally... There, every single thing has 10 layers of deeper meaning that signal their <laughs> virtue. It, their, their virtue as good people and the depth of their romantic connection. Like yeah. that is where it's just like uh, there just has to be balance and there's just no balance, you know? like there Exactly. Were, these people will be so much more likable if she was like, oh, this guy fucking drives me crazy sometimes. So this is the part right. of the villa that I come to when I just need to be by myself. You Literally. know what I mean? Or if their shop online, ha- if their dog's name didn't symbolize like Gandhi <laughs> or something, you know, like it's just like just name your dog like Frenchie like the rest of us. Seriously, okay, but we digress. We digress the front doors are thrown wide open as are the doors leading out to the backyard she stands and smiles with a perfect level of warmth the gleam of her teeth rivaled only by the shininess of her blowout backlit by the late morning light in a scene that looks like a nancy myers cinematic interior town and country goop and architectural digest had an orgy and created the perfect <laughs> the perfect moment of california living she throws her arms wide open and gives me a hug. Come on through, she says, beckoning me to join her on one of her many terraces. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I need to go take a cold shower. As a woman who loves a sectional, how am I supposed to get through this article without doing the unspeakable? I, if these people don't freaking gussy up and do an Architectural Digest article, I'm going to be pissed. I'm yeah. going to show up with a pitchfork. Like, they <laughs> owe it to us totally absolutely like if there is not a full tour and not just like a gwyneth paltrow tour where we don't get to see the master bedroom i want to see the sex toys like i want to (laughs) see it all okay and this is where i think april at the very least they do they literally owe us that and i'm like i'm willing to pay um i'm like (laughs) netflix offered you 20 million i can give you at least a patreon subscription at least 7.99 a month Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) exactly (laughs) and once again secrets And once again, this is where April throws some shade. You know, she didn't say beckoning me to join her on the terrace, beckoning me to join her on one of many terraces. Like, and that's where I love this writer because it's like the perfect balance where like she's giving them what she wants, which is like a beautiful article about their life and fucking over the Mm -hmm. royal family, like really sticking it to the royals. But she's also like, she's, She's creating some self-awareness for them on their behalf. Right. And she she sees them for what they are. She's not in their delusion with them. Right. Okay. So on that note, continuing on, excuse me, on that note, continuing on, the Montecito house is the kind of big that startles you into remembering that unimaginable wealth is actually someone's daily reality. It evokes classic Tuscan villa, a Napa vineyard, and a manicured Beverly Hills country club decorated with careful, considered coastal tones for a casual air. The home equivalent of a billionaire's dressing down in denim. Perfect. It's a perfect perfect. description. Yeah. Finding a house to start their new life wasn't easy, Macon tells me. We were looking in this area. She was referring to Montecito, the tony beachside hamlet north of Los Angeles. And this house kept popping up in online searches. At first, they resisted going to visit. We didn't have jobs, so we just were not going to come and see this house. It wasn't possible. It's like when I was younger and you're window shopping. It's like, I don't want to go and look at all the things I can't afford. It doesn't feel good. How utterly humbled we all are when confronted with a desperation, with a depressingly aspirational Zillow hunt. Ugh. Oh okay. my gosh. This is where it's like, Megan, you were not house hunting, you know, in Central California for, you know, a a one bedroom apartment that you could barely afford. You were house hunting in Montecito. No one feels bad for you. Like, it's it's it you know what it's, it's giving it's giving erica jane in her two million dollar beverly mm-hmm. hills bungalow like right right i don't want this life look at where i am look at what i'm living in exactly like, just look like- at the hell that I- that's my reality <laughs> like- and i'm like actually i would love to live in your reality please give it to me it's like 99 percent of people on earth would feel like they'd entered the uppermost echelons of wealth if they had your reality so literally stfu okay yeah Okay, so they did eventually tour it and fell uh, fell almost immediately in love. And since they have income now in the form of a reported twenty five million dollars Spotify deal and a reported hundred million dollars Netflix deal, it's within their means.
1: Like, even using point- the word
0: means, it's within <laughs> means. Like it's it's so good. Well, I love that also too. It's like you know you can finance houses, right? So like, yeah, they I, I guess they can pay their hundred thousand dollar a month mortgage, given that their net worth is now, you know, also, I don't even like, know how many figures, but it's beyond my math math comprehension. You're telling me that uh, the Prince of Sussex or whatever Harry's title is can't like walk his ass into a Bank of America. <laughs> I, I, I know ex- exactly. It- <laughs> Like, oh, there's, don't you think that Prince Harry could have found some sort of private lending institution to underwrite the loan? It's just strange credulity, bitches. It's literally like she's saying, We didn't have good enough credit for this house. And that was really tough on us. Like, no one is buying this. (laughs) It's hilarious. Okay, now we're getting to one of my favorite parts that literally made me want to keel over and die. Okay, ready? I mean, uh, yeah. I needed some. I needed to pop like ten Zofrans with the amount of nausea this paragraph gave me. Here we go. One of the first things my husband saw when we walked around the house was those two palm trees. She, palm trees, she coos. See how they're connected at the bottom? He goes, "My love, it's us." And now every day, I couldn't. Like, how else do you say, "My love, it's us"? like I don't besides like in like a freaking like David Foster or like I don't know some like real housewives husband like my love it's us who who am I imitating right now is it Mauricio or is it like it's like David Foster or um it's like Yolanda when she has like the lemon chicken oh uh, yeah I guess I guess if we're talking about like corporeal humans like actual people the m- closest that would come to would be like Yolanda Foster but for right. me this like this is giving like cartoon cartoon romance. Absolutely. So he goes, my love, it's us. And now every day when Archie goes by us, he says, hi, mama. Hi, papa. They had toured only the grounds when they told the real estate agent, we have to get this house, Megan says. It didn't matter that they hadn't seen the inside. Megan gestures to the sweep of the property from the chicken coop to the pool house to the main house. Eventually they purchased it for 14.65 million. We did everything we could to get this house. She leans back and lets the sun beam down into her pores. Because you walk in and go... She takes a deep inhale through her nose and breathes out through her mouth. Joy and exhale. It's calm. It's healing. You feel free. You know what? $15 million (laughs) does make me feel joy. It does make me exhale. It does make me feel calm. It's healing. It is freeing. And they say money can't buy happiness. (laughs) I mean, give me a fucking break. Okay? Honestly. (sighs) It's like, let's just stop lying. Let's just be honest. These people. Wow. Wow. Even just the idea of little Archie, you know, tiptoeing across, I'm sure, some like stone marble from ancient Greek temples that's been made into their flooring <laughs> on the patico, like tiptoeing across that and then lightly caressing the trees as he says, hi, mama, hi, papa. It's just like we're not in, no offense, dad's in the room, but we're not in the celestial kingdom, okay? We're still <laughs> on earth. Like, let's be real. Like, this is ridiculous. So, you know, it's so funny. I read this article and the craziest thing happened the other day. I was on the street. It was a hot day. I was smelling lots of hot trash and I actually passed two dead rats on the street holding each other. And I said to Ben, I go, my love, it's us. <laughs> 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 it's just crazy. Like you just have those sweet moments with the person you love all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so fucking funny. I don't even have a response. Um This this I think this this paragraph is I I don't know it'll just you know how like there's this idea we're gonna send music to like aliens oh uh, right right right. like we're gonna create like all the greatest art of the Mm -hmm. world and put it in like some sort of vessel to send into space to like say we're here consciousness exists on earth Mm -hmm. like I think this needs to be a part of it and this is like and this is like the most delusional like a lack of self-awareness that is possible <laughs> within the human consciousness and we want you to know that like, <laughs> this exists <laughs> this exists <laughs> people actually think this it's absolutely oh canon God. like it's peak human delusion it's it's uh, i i don't know i mean maybe one day we'll heal enough to where we can at some point like admit that this kind of reality exists Look, but I don't I guess I just I haven't done ayahuasca yet, so I don't think there's enough psilocybin on God's green earth to get me here, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay Cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern. So you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over two million pieces. Visit Framebridge.com or a local framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Even if she and Harry have stepped back from their royal duties, Megan is still very aware that people see her as a princess. It's important to be thoughtful about it because, this is her talking now, even with the Oprah interview, I was conscious of the fact that there are little girls that I meet and they're just like, oh my God, it's a real life princess. But her ambitions for herself and the little girls who look up to her are more than to marry into a position. I just look at all of them and think you have the power within you to create a life greater than any fairy tale you've ever read. I don't mean that in terms of you can marry a prince one day. I mean, you can find love, you can find happiness, you can be up against what could feel like the greatest obstacle. And then you can find happiness again. Listen, Um, self-loathing is a part of the human experience. (laughs) So as I, as I am filled with self-loathing, I do actually think that's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful sentiment. I've heard this TED talk before, but yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> sentiment. I'm. This is what I'm doing in corporate America right now. I'm finding happiness. Um, I'm up against the greatest obstacle and I'm finding happiness yet again, like <laughs> me working for Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Chandler. So I guess you are. You can give a testimonial for creating a, a life beyond any fairy tale. <laughs> I guess writing Instagram captions for Meta is literally me uh, having a life greater than any fairy tale I could have imagined for myself. <laughs> You and Ben as two rats holding each other on the street is greater than any fairy tale like that could have ever existed. Two rats who just have email jobs, but yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even. Know. Okay, I'm wait, I have continue. to go. I have to go back to the palm trees for just for a moment because we grew up in Southern California. I just have to say this: aren't all fucking palm trees connected at the bottom? Like I've seen palm trees at shopping malls in Palm Springs that are connected at the bottom yeah like are these the only two trees on earth that are connected like no like these are the only two humans on earth with the depth of love that you know could go into Dante's Inferno I don't know (laughs) but um yeah again it's just it's all so mucho and I'm actually now becoming speechless like that is how astounding this article is Hold on to your, hold on to your butt because we're about to get into maybe the hottest part of the article, like truly hot. Okay. Ready? This next sentence. Okay. Hold on. I need to pace myself to know how much longer. we're Okay. So there's no way we're going to cover this all today. This is going to be a two part thing for sure. I think mm-hmm. we should probably try to record for another 10 more minutes and then call okay. it. Okay. Don't you think? Okay. Yeah. This is like There's still keep... over yeah. half the article to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. This next sentence is the sexiest one of all. Megan's Harry, or H, as she calls him in anecdotes, or my love. As he's standing in front of her, here we go, as he now is in navy blue athletic shorts, a t-shirt, and no shoes. He has appeared from somewhere in the house to say hello. I stand up instantly understanding the confusion Megan must have felt when she first met the royal family. Am I supposed to shake his hand or bow or curtsy or salute? Do I call him Prince Harry, the royal formerly known as Prince, ex Prince Harry, the Duke, Sir, Mr. Wait, does he have a last name? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as if to preempt any attempts, I might make it curtsying. Harry extends his hand to shake mine and welcomes me into their home. I, I ride for Harry. And honestly, picturing him in this like casual, you know, athletic shorts and a t-shirt barefoot is hot as hell. I mean, this is a Southern California, absolute Southern California, British royalty fever dream out mm-hmm. of like my utmost of fantasies. It is just the idea of him in this completely casual, relaxed Santa Barbara scene It is sending me to places I've never been in the world of Taylor Swift. (laughs) It's like he just got done washing down the driveway or like washing the cars or something. Like it's it's super hot and I've never wished more for that like in my life. Maybe it's honestly the barefoot. The fact that he's barefoot is so casual and we've never seen the Royals that casual before. Never. And the shorts. Yes. The shorts. Oh my gosh oh okay okay then this okay, next this, part yeah, is this next part i got it can i take this next part yes you may it's very beautiful i assure him call- talking about the house not calling him anything at all this is my favorite part we're fixing all these things the pipes that's a whole story in itself harry explains exasperated okay it's giving dennis quaid dad vibes in the parent trap it's giving <gasps> like wholesome father vibes Wait. it's giving like man of the land, fixing things with his bare hands Mm -hmm. honest work vibes. Like, how are we supposed to just not put a, some sort of like, you know, not safe for work label on this article for women? (laughs) Literally, you are so right. The parent trap, uh, Napa Valley home that we see Dennis Quaid in and the parent trap, that's literally what this is. And that was a part of everyone's sexual awakening. I'll just go ahead and say it. Let's just finally be honest. I mean, this is one of the hottest sentences ever, ever <laughs> written in the English language. Okay. It's also going to be um, aliens. <laughs> apologies to writers of erotica everywhere. Okay. I, my father Is dad still in the, is in the room? Is dad in the room? I was <laughs> just going to ask. Dad, do you think I'm being inappropriate? Being gratuitous profanity is probably not necessary. I can't then hear him. He thinks my gratuitous profanity is probably not necessary. <laughs> Sorry, We're dad. We're on the Patreon, dad. So don't worry. He said, "I don't doubt it." I <laughs> love you, Dad. He said, "A lot of people listen to that thing and don't want to hear that profanity." <laughs> okay, well, let's not kill the mood. Um, okay, <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, the oh gosh, here we okay. go. <laughs> The day before, while Megan was on the photo shoot for this issue, Harry had been left to his own devices, he tells me. You were gone for like 10 hours yesterday, he marvels to his wife. Tell her the first thing you said when you got back last night, he says, turning to me. She said, I'm not a model. Oh, I got to do this in English accent. Excuse me. Okay. You were gone for like t- <laughs> That's so bad, You were bad. gone for like 10 again. Okay, you, do do it. It? you have a good English okay. accent. You were gone for like 10 hours yesterday. <laughs> Is that even worse? That was good. No, that's way better. Tell her the first thing I said when you got back last night. He says, turning to me. She said, I'm not a model. And I was like, no, you are. Of course you are a model. And she's like, I'm a mom. And it's like, you can be both. Harry says, earning himself so many points. I can't tell her that oh, was actually, like my worst course. accent ever. Of course. No, you actually, can that was a beautiful accent. No, mine is, tell her the first thing, <laughs> the first thing you said. When you got back last night. <laughs> I don't know It's like a Gaelic or something <laughs> I don't know It's ridiculous But here's the thing about this that I love It's like let's talk about how beautiful Megan is But how she doesn't think she's beautiful Right And it's the fact that Harry is saying Megan tell her the interaction we had The Let's virtue signal again Let's tell her about this gorgeously progressive You know interaction we had last night <laughs> It's giving Bella Hadid, like, enjoying Mm -hmm. all the fruits of her plastic surgery while extolling her virtue as never needing any of it. It's just like, come on, people. Oh, it's so (sighs) funny. You can be both. Like, thank you, Harry, for that permission. Thank you. Why doesn't she just say, hey, listen, bitches, can you believe I'm 42 and the rose is still in full bloom? Look at these pics. Like, I mean, it's just incredible. And it's just like... I don't believe their relationship. It's like, this is what I was talking to our friend Candace about. It's like when they said, you know, the night he proposed, we were just making a roast chicken. Oh, come on. I mean, I actually, okay, uh, devil's advocate, I thought that was a beautiful fever dream scene. But the problem is, is the rest of this hadn't come out yet. And so I was, uh, my credulity wasn't strained yet. Got it. Well, yeah, now that we know everything we know, it's like, <laughs> uh, maybe they, oh, no, no, no. You know what it is? It's hindsight is too- 2020. It's giving when they said they just watched a bunch of Disney movies together in the palace. Oh, oh right. Remember? Oh my gosh. They were watching Cinderella or yes. Little Mermaid. And that's me. Her... That's my who finds my voice. Oh. So, I'm gonna throw up. So, okay, we gotta okay, you guys, sorry. Obviously this is gonna be a multi-part series, deep dive, because there's not a chance we can get through all of this in less than uh, you know, four I don't... hours. I don't even know what? if I'm going to be able to make it to a part two because all of this stuff is making me want to go, you know, join like a nunnery or something. Like I want to be like <laughs> abstain from love. I want to abstain from pleasure, abstain from everything because they've ruined it all. Um. Okay. Well, as Chandler considers the convent, <laughs> I think that I just want to say that one of the most interesting parts of this entire thing, right, is that – we all just don't. There's one single question that divides us as a nation and as the year, you know, as those living in the United Kingdom, which is: Is Meghan Markle truly this innocent, where she likes to watch Disney films and live in this reality where her, you know, little toddler to- strokes trees and calls them his papa and mama, or is this a woman who behind these? Carefully thought out speeches is playing a darker game. So, anyway, that's the question we're going to leave everyone with. Wow. Beautiful. Were you silent <laughs> or were you silent? <laughs> okay. Well, I hope that was with your eight bucks. Um, love y'all <laughs> so much. Love you guys. We'll try to, I mean, no promises, literally, because there probably won't be a Patreon episode till next Friday, but I will try. I think it would be great to try to get out maybe one sooner. And then maybe that'll be the one for next week because it's hard to leave people in such a cliffhanger, you know? I know. I think we should do it. We'll do it. Okay. All right. Love you guys. TTYL. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks.